Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. We've got a packed house today. Today I'm joined by Jordan Dove, Jake Barty, and Ronald Riggs. How y'all doing today, gentlemen? I'm doing pretty good, Splendid. man. Could be better. Yeah, I agree. Definitely could yeah. be better if a certain team won this weekend. <laughs> Speaking of that team, today we'll be talking about the NFL playoffs so far, as well as previewing these upcoming championship games. Um, but we're going to start briefly talking about the past two weeks of playoff games, um, and then later we'll jump into the championships. So we'll jump into the wild card real real quick. I thought it was a fun week of football. What was everyone's favorite game to watch that week? If you want, I can go first. I think the the one that kind of stole the weekend for me was definitely the Browns versus the Steelers. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting game to watch. Quite. As soon as that snap went over the head of Ben Roethlisberger, I said, the Browns are actually going to do it. Yep. They're going to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and they're going to win a playoff game for the first time since God knows when. <laughs> Ronald, uh, my favorite game um, probably have to be the Rams Seahawks. Yeah, that was a that was a decently fun romp. I was I was a little surprised with how bad the Seahawks played overall, especially Russell Wilson compared to his normal level of play. Jordan, yeah, with me, I mean, you can call me biased, but it was it was probably the Bears and the Saints. It was just fun to watch. You know, the the Saints just beat up on a team that no one expected to be there. You know, in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. You know their their first playoff appearance, obviously since uh, Cody Parkey missed that field goal two years ago. But that was funny. If I can't pick that one though, it definitely be what Jake said the the Cleveland Pittsburgh game, which came right after that one. And um, man, you're talking twenty eight to zero at the end of the first quarter. Like I I knew the Browns would win, but I I didn't think they would win by that much. So that that one's a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, I thought Pittsburgh was were frauds. I didn't know they were that big of frauds. Yes. I didn't know they were about to get utterly and totally destroyed. But I kind of agree with you. My favorite game was the Saints-Bears, not because of, like, bias or anything. It was because it was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> and that's how I watched that game. I Instant thought it was, classic. I thought it was great. I thought what they did, getting kids into football, was uh, so fun. I like SpongeBob in the uh, goalpost. That was some good stuff. Sliming when you get a touchdown. But they had to show the Bears. If you're trying to get kids into the game, yeah, that's the Bears game. That's the game you watch. You look watch on the Mitchell other Trub- side of the coin. It was the Saints. Yeah, they but they might the look Saints. at this and go, "How is Mitchell Trubisky the MVP?" As they called it. <laughs> you know what was funny is out of the finalists. If I correct me if I'm wrong, out of the four finalists for the the player of the game, it was all Bears. There's one. I think Cam Jordan got on. Top, the oh, okay. Top three were Bears. If I'm not. Yeah, mistaken. I think yes. Cam Jordan was okay. the fourth player. So top was, three was was all Chicago. Yeah. So, what? Who won the game? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was because Barstool sabotaged the vote. Oh. Which there makes sense because isn't Big Cat a Chicago fan? I think I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, and that explains Trubisky Poor winning it on a losing effort. <laughs> so we kind of talked about it a little bit about surprising teams, like I said with the Browns. But what, what team really surprised you over Wild Card Weekend with their performance, Ronald? Um, probably would have to be the Browns. Like mm-hmm. nobody expected them to just jump out twenty-eight nothing over Pittsburgh like that. Mm-hmm. Jake, I think one we may be glossing over right now is the football team oh mm-hmm. they didn't win but they did a lot better than a lot of us thought they would going you, into that you stole game. my answer jake that was a good one hey, great minds think alike. Say? yeah but i mean they were just incredible doing what they did with a i mean heineke I mean, heineke props to that dude he's he made himself job. a whole bunch of backup money he's gonna chase daniel this career which is awesome because chase daniel makes so much money to do nothing it's the best job in the world Jordan, 
that that was actually my pick. Um, despite you know losing the game, I mean this this was an uh, eighteen to sixteen game at the end of the third quarter, and Heineke was in there, and um, you know which I thought was cool. We see went to ODU, which is actually where my dad went to mm-hmm. school uh, to get his EE. Go but, Monarchs! Yeah, that's right. So kind of put them on a map on the map a little bit, a little bit more recognition. But despite losing, you know, hey. They only lost by, you know, eight points. I believe it was 31-23 against, you know, a really good Tampa team that's, you know, onto the NFC Championship. So despite the loss, I'd have to pick Washington. That was really surprising. I thought they'd get blown out. Yeah, I, I guess I'll switch up my pick to make it a little more interesting. I'll go the Ravens because, honestly, I really didn't expect them to win against the Titans. They just strike me as a team that was one and done, and, you know, they went on to lose in the next round, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I, I really expected the Titans to move on. I, I picked the Titans, but that then again that was that was like a coin flip game. You know, both both teams were very evenly matched. I agree. I felt, but I I thought that Derrick Henry would make the difference, and he did only forty rushing yards on the game. Out of so, eighteen uh, carries, out too. of eighteen carries, yeah, and um, that I I picked I picked Baltimore. Excuse me, I picked Tennessee, but then again, I was like, it's not a sure thing, and Baltimore got the job done. Was it weird that I trusted Tannehill more than Jackson? In the playoffs, no. Yeah, yeah. I uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's that. I don't not think that's too crazy. hot of a take in that. No, where we were then. I you know, typically, when I pick games, too. go with the team who has the better quarterback. And I guess I should have saw the Saints game coming. Looking <laughs> back on oh. that. Mm. No. Oh. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, <laughs> but no, you're not crazy. Speaking of that round of the playoffs, we'll move on to the divisional. Uh, same questions here. What was the all's favorite game of this week? Personally, didn't find that many entertaining games. That's um, kind of a weird one. My yeah. favorite game of the week was probably Bills Ravens, and that's because I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but I love slandering Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, I I never really liked him that much. I'm down with that. Like I love slandering him since the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl back in 2016 when LSU mm, shut him down. Shut him down. <laughs> that that's a great memory I have. Oh, I would say for me it's uh, the Rams Packers game because I think the most interesting. Interesting matchup there was uh, Jair Alexander versus Devonte Adams. Or no, not Jair Alexander. That's Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Course, yeah, yeah. No, it's the Packers' mean. corner, not the Rams. Mm-hmm. But I mean, going off of uh, Jalen Ramsey shutting down DK as he pretty much has all season yep. every time they've played, going up against arguably the best receiver in the league this season in Devonte Adams, I thought was going to be a really interesting matchup to watch, and. You know, Devontae Adams didn't want didn't want to talk much trash, but Jalen Ramsey was uh, pretty heated. Yeah. And so I thought that matchup kind of just made it for me. Jordan? Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. So the three of us all picked three different ones. For me, it was the Kansas City-Cleveland game. Um, that was my you pick. Know, I, you got to give it up to Cleveland. They are a team that's, you know, not the Browns that we know anymore. You know, they're, they're, they're a completely different team. They're going to come back uh, strong next year, but that divisional game, what an effort by them! And, and Kansas City, you know, Mahomes was on his way to throw another gem. I believe he had uh, 255 yards, touchdowns mm-hmm. without a pick, and um, you know goes down with a concussion. Um, Chad Henney comes in obviously and, and steps up big for them. It, it was just a, a, a crazy uh, roller coaster game that was going back and forth at the very end. You didn't know who was going to win. You know, with Mahomes out, it makes all the difference in the world and. Um, the the Browns gave it all they had this year. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt they come back strong next year. But for me, that was that was the game uh, for me this weekend. I agree. That Chad Henney sequence was just incredible. I mean, to come in and you know he threw that arm punt. I don't know what he was thinking with that throw. That was terrible. <laughs> but you know, third and long, this dude you know 
runs the whole 15 yards he needs just short but he you know he puts his head down he tries for contact to get that first down and then he throws on a gutsy play call by Andy Reid which I I totally didn't expect that. I thought they were Let's dumb. give it up for Andy Reid. I Reed thought on they that, were dumb the going for it at the time. I yeah. was like, "No, punt this, you know, pin him in the 10 and make him drive." But no, it worked. You have to give Andy Reid props on that oh, call absolutely. because he's been criticized in the past of losing playoff games cuz you know, he can't he quote unquote can't manage the clock. Bad play calling, but on that one that was that was a great run play, you know. Uh Cheetah came over, you know, on the right side, caught it and um, had he mm-hmm. got it done, you know, he showed when your number's called, you got to step up and get it done. So surprising <laughs> teams this week. Um, I'll start it off real quick. I'll go with the Buccaneers. Um, I expected the Saints to win this game. I thought they were the much better team, and on paper they are the much better team, but frankly these games aren't played on paper. They're played on turf. So I was kind of surprised at their ability to shut down the uh, the Saints' offense, especially when you consider the past couple games they've had with them. And... Um, you know, I was impressed with what their offense did against a, a good Saints defense, even though I don't think the defense is the reason the Saints lost the game. Well, Yeah, my uh, most surprising team is uh, the Saints, and that's for the negative reason. And mm-hmm. it's not that I thought that we were going to blow them out, which we really could have if not for that Jared Cook fumble. Jared it's just Cook. that after that fumble was tied up, and like after it's like the offense like couldn't do anything at all. Like, like we – like. After Tampa Bay got that fumble, they just went on a run, and like we never scored again. It really was neck and neck for a little bit, and then once Jared Cook did that, it felt like all momentum was gone. Mm-hmm. That I said this to Ronald before the podcast, but like as soon as he fumbled the ball, I knew the game was over. I knew we were going to lose. It's the same thing that happened week three against the Packers when Taysom Hill fumbled the ball. I said, hmm. that's the game right there. I, I really know, didn't I know this it. team, and I know that that's going to kill them. Uh, you don't win games turning over the ball, and Jared Cook has found a way to turn it over twice against Tampa this year in similar fashion because he's a 12-year vet that doesn't understand um, taking care of the ball. All right, Jake, surprising team? Uh, I'm kind of staying within the same game here, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Because, Nathan, you and me talked on the Sunday show. We thought it was like, I mean, it was going to be – a shootout, I would say, but New Orleans had all the pieces. They had the matchup advantage in almost every category, in my opinion. But players like actually Leonard Fournette, I noticed, that was one of his better games. 100%. He played one of his best games as a pro. And he wasn't, like, it's kind of understated, too. He wasn't efficient rushing because he only got 63 yards and 17 carries, averaging about 3.7. But he actually received the ball five times for 44 yards and a touchdown. That dude was terrorizing our defense and every time i saw him get the ball i got worried you could really see the difference between Quan alexander and alex anzalone mm-hmm. now, you saw alex anzalone getting bullied all game and it was just yuck he also had horrible gap readings as well oh my lord yeah no it was bad and like Quan Quan makes a lot of mental mistakes that go unnoticed just because he's so athletic he can you know catch up and and make the play but uh, Anzalone isn't as 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 athletic as uh, Quan Alexander. Um, you know, Quan Alexander went to LSU. They make them different here. Anzalone went to Florida. Mm. I don't know what they teach those kids. First mistake. Yeah, <laughs> big mistake. All right, Jordan, surprising team. Uh, it was it was actually Baltimore for negative reasons. I was surprised at how flat they came out. Obviously, Lamar has never been you know, and I say never. He's only played three years, but you know, in his four playoff games, he's never played well. But to come out as flat as they did was very, very surprising. I thought I thought uh, Buffalo would win the game, 
But I thought, you know, Baltimore could at least, you know, score some points in there. And, and I look and, you know, um, the, the Buffalo's defense scored more than the Ravens' offense that day. Yep. And, you know, Teron Johnson picked six. And uh, Baltimore only has three. So for negative reasons, I would say the Ravens. I didn't think it was going to be that bad for him. Yeah, I mean that game was closer than it actually like looked on at the end of the game. Correct. But, I mean, because you know, Teron Johnson takes a pick 101 yards back to the end zone. It, I mean, if Lamar Jackson throws a touchdown there, it's tied 10-10. Um, that was a fun game, but yeah, I agree. Baltimore was a bit surprising that they were that flat offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it hurts to lose Lamar anyway later in the game with right. concussion. We're gonna take a quick little detour and talk about the Saints real quick just because of the uncertainty uh, in this upcoming season. You know, they're going to lose Breeze, Cook, probably Hendrickson, Marcus Williams, Latavius Murray, Nick Easton, Janoris Jenkins are possible. Cap casualties, Dan Campbell left, Aaron Aaron Glenn left, Ryan Nielsen almost left. Why couldn't have that? Why couldn't that be the one that left <laughs> to go to LSU? He was my favorite choice to be D.C. and that hurt. So going from there, where do the Saints go from here, Ronald? You know, I was thinking about this this morning, and like you said, all these guys are leaving. Like we have like nothing but uh, cap to show for it. It was like we're really like LSU last year, except we didn't win a championship. It, that's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, like that's really how it is. And uh, quarterback wise, I just hope we give Jameis the keys. Because, man, I, I really do not want to see Taysom, like, under here again. Yeah, no, and, like, the thing is, like, if you actually do, like, the rates at which they turn the ball over, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston turn the ball over at the same rate. Just one is fumbles while the other is interceptions. <laughs> and, honestly, I'd rather an interception because ball's probably down the field instead of at the line of scrimmage. They're getting the ball at a More worse place. better field position. Exactly. You, look, it's a game of inches. and yeah, It's like a punt sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And for every pick, James is going to throw a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. He brought, <laughs> but Ronald, like, would you say like going down the line? Would you consider drafting a quarterback or trading for one in the off season? Uh, Deshaun I Watson. Would. Yeah, there's one in particular I was referring to. <laughs> I would, but then again, like you look at his contract, and like we're already like trying to like get out of like cap hill to like break even, like let alone take on another hundred million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would y'all Deshaun say Watson that uh, basically is a done deal for Miami? I think. Why? I why would they give up on Tua already? I, I think that seems I, like such a waste of draft capital. Well, you know, I I think it's a pretty bold move. I was talking to one of my friends who's a Dolphins fan. I said that's a pretty bold move because they're not going to wait and and develop this guy no matter how talented he is. In fact, I probably would do would do that. I'd probably keep Tua. But when I see this move, it makes sense. They want to go to the guy who's still very young. Who has a few uh, few years of experience in this league has taken taken a Texans team to the playoffs a couple times with they not a lot of talent around now, him. and they don't want to do any more developing. Yeah, you know, I think it's a bold move on their part. I mean, to just give up. It's strange. On, yeah, on but two, I mean, granted, the Cardinals did it right. Yeah. They gave up on Josh Rosen immediately, and they they pursued Kyler Murray with the number one overall mm-hmm. pick. And in my opinion, it's worked out for them so far. I mean, you look at Josh Rosen, where he is. Mm-hmm. compared to Kyler Murray, who's was the Offensive Rookie of the Year his first year and mm-hmm. one of the fastest-rising quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think the Dolphins are done looking at the future. I think they want to start doing something now. And, hey, they were, they were a win away from you know the playoffs. So yeah. imagine defense. what you can do with a more experienced quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. Best defense in the league. 
So yep. what what would y'all say? Let's say Jameis is the quarterback next year. What's the floor and what's the ceiling for this team record-wise? Mm, floor would probably be 7-9, ceiling 11-5. There's 17 games next year, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so That's going to be real awkward to kind of compute in my head. I guess. <laughs> would it be 8-9? Eight 8-9 nine? Eight nine would work, yeah. And I'm bad at math, but it would work. I think 8-9 makes sense. Like that would that seems like a good floor. All right. Well, the ceiling is like eleven, twelve wins. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Jameis Winston, he's a talented dude, and if he can get rid of those picks, I mean, it's a different story. Like this team could be really good next year, and if Michael Thomas comes back, not hurt anymore. Jake, I'd have to agree with Ronald. I think eight and nine is probably the floor, because from what I'm gathering this off season with the amount of players that we might lose uh, due to cap or just expiring contracts, it's going to be a pretty new team. Yeah. going into next season and whether or not they hit the ground running or they take some time to you know collect themselves you know that's something we can kind of predict a lot better in the coming months mm-hmm. um but i think definitely the floor eight and nine if we have winston or james winston as a starting qb and then i would say i would just say just 11 wins is the ceiling all right jordan i i'd, I'd give the ceiling a uh, 12 and 5 honestly um you know I mean, you're talking. You're talking maybe eight, nine, maybe seven and ten. It's really unpredictable right now. But mm-hmm. you know, I think they could go twelve and five next year. It's hard to predict. Um, until you know, you it, know it really us. is. You know, you don't know what's going to happen in the off season. But from right now, for what I'm seeing, they they could go as best as twelve and five. I believe with Jameis at the, at the quarterback. I agree. If it stays some, I'm going to say the floor is much lower. Yeah. Yes. Like, like two or three, maybe even four games. I think that's <laughs> a big difference. So because you think it's twelve and or you think they could go twelve and five, do you think that is uh, Jameis Winston like outperforming expectation, or do you think someone else stepping up? It, it all depends on offseason. Maybe you know Jameis Winston stepping up, really learning the system well. Um, but honestly, I I still think this is one of the best offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that you know, unfortunately, at the at the quarterback position, love Drew Brees to death, but you know he he his arm was just shot this year, and you could see it. I'm really excited to see a non like. An offense that's not focused on short passing game. Yes, because there are so many guys to work with. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I, I think this this offense still really good and can get even better with Jameis if they decide to roll with him next year. Hopefully, Jared Cook is not one of those people he has to work with. Yeah, Traquan stepped up. <laughs> yeah, he always mm-hmm. does in those big games. Deontay Harris. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. We don't even have to talk about. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we'll move on uh, to the last part of the show. We're going to talk about the upcoming AFC and NFC championships. We'll start in the uh, NFC, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are favored by three, but the Buccaneers did dominate the Packers earlier in the season, defeating them 38-10. to And also of note, there is a chance of snow this Sunday. Oof. How similar will this game be to that uh, route earlier in the season? Do you expect it? to be that big of a defeat for the Packers, or do you expect something different, Ronald? Um, well, both teams are really hot right now, and you could use the uh, it's going to be cold argument, but then again, Brady played in that cold his whole career, so mm-hmm. he's going to be all right, and that Buccaneers team is hot. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout again, but I do think the Packers will win, and it's going to be close, maybe like 37-30. Jake? I would say Packers win this one. It'll be a lot closer. The thing that stood out to me uh, in the last round uh, for the Packers was not only 
I mean, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams, but like Alan Lazard had a really good game. And ever since the Saints game, I think that was week three for us, I've been very high on him. I had to endure watching him tear us to pieces. Um, and the fact that I think his, he's built a lot of trust with Aaron Rodgers, especially last game, I think that could be another option that maybe preparations for Tampa Bay wouldn't exactly be centered around Alan Lazard. I wouldn't say he's the key to winning it, but I think Aaron Rodgers has been playing like an MVP. His team is just phenomenal. Granted, the uh, the Bucks have plenty of really good players, and I wouldn't say they have many weak areas on both sides of the ball, but I still think the Packers take this. Jordan? Hey, listen, uh, I made a I made an NFL bracket um, prediction before uh, before the playoffs began, and I had the Packers winning the NFC. Um, if I remember correctly, that that Buccaneers uh, Packers game was in Tampa uh, in the regular season. Yeah. And now you're talking about Lambeau Field in Green Bay in playoff time. That that's one of the toughest places to play in all of sports is Lambeau with in, snow. In probably. January. I'm sorry. With snow, probably. So. With snow, correct. And. Um, Listen, Jake said it. Aaron Rodgers has been playing like an MVP um, this whole season. I think he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he's tired of losing in these NFC championships. He's lost. He lost in 2014, 2016. He lost last year, and he's he's done. I think he's ready to prove something. And there's an extra motivation when it comes against Brady, right? Mm-hmm. And you're hearing all the stuff from the previous game and everything. I think this team can come out. You know, Buccaneers will keep it close, but I got to stick with what I said from the very beginning before the playoffs start. I think the Packers can win the NFC. Um, especially, especially at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm in that same line of thought. I really do think this will be a much closer game, and I do believe the Packers will be the team to pull it out. Um, they just strike me as the better team overall. That loss they had to Tampa early in the season in Tampa felt very fluky to me. Um, it got away from them fast, and then all of a sudden you're down 21. It's just, and then you're playing catch-up the whole game, and it's mm-hmm. just never going to work. Need any more motivation, I I believe this is Aaron Rodgers' first NFC championship at Green Bay. All yes, the other ones are on the road, so a chance to win it, you know, in front of the fans and everything. You know, there's just a lot of motivation for him to do this, I think. I don't think there'll be any trouble. What's the biggest matchup you'll see playing in this playing uh out in this game? Um I'll start off real quick. I'll actually say the Green Bay uh secondary, you know, led by of course Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. one of the best in the game. Mm-hmm. Um if they can really limit that Tampa passing attack. Um, you know, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, who is a little little nicked up, and uh, Chris Godwin, I really think that kind of shuts down this whole Tampa Bay offense because I don't really expect them to run the ball much. I, I do think Bruce Arians shocked me a little bit. He ran the ball more than I expected this week. But I don't expect them to run it that much. So I think that the secondary, Green Bay, is going to play a huge role in the outcome of this game. Ronald? Uh yeah, I'm on the opposite end of that. I'm looking forward to the Buccaneers O line versus the Packers D line, and that's because I do think they will run the ball much more, especially after having success last week. And I mean, it's in the cold, you're on the road, like that. That's playoff football, so you know. Bruce Arians has never been good in the playoffs, usually <laughs> though. So yeah, I think although I'm he's not the one calling the plays, let's be honest here. It's Tom Brady. Yeah, Jake? I think I'm gonna have to be in agreement with you, Nathan. Uh, the Packers secondary versus uh, the Buccaneers receiver core. Because like you said, Jair Alexander, one of the best in the game. He had so many options on that Tampa Bay team on the receiving end. Who do you think Jair Alexander guards or marks? It probably won't be Chris Godwin because Chris Godwin will be in the slot. 
because that's where he mostly plays. So I'd say probably Mike Evans. Mike, like Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Antonio Brown's hurt too. Yeah, it, mm. it's got to be Mike Evans. I think that's probably going to be the most interesting matchup, at least in my opinion. Yeah, um, I'm going to agree with you too. Uh, this this Packers secondary, really the whole Packers defense is one that really started to get built up um, last year. You know, when Matt LaFleur came in, they drafted some guys on defense because they couldn't get it done. You know, in the playoffs, they're starting to lose, uh, have a losing record, you know, in the two years before. And uh, because they were, you know, they were, you know, they were so bad on defense, but now they got a reliable secondary. And now you guys, now you have guys that can really cover these, these talented, you know, Tampa receivers. That'll be the matchup, you know, I'll be looking for. On the other side of the coin, you know, I, I never worry about Aaron Rodgers against you know, really any defense. He's a guy that doesn't turn the ball over that much. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at uh, Brady as he goes against, you know, these linebackers in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, um, I think we're all in agreement here that Green Bay will win the game. Have, mm-hmm. Does everyone agree with that? Okay, so we're all on Green Bay. I hate cheering for Green Bay because their fans are annoying. Um, but I have to this week because it's division rival. And it's Tom Brady, so that's double trouble. Yep. <laughs> Come on, you don't want to see Rodgers win another one? No. Oh, I've wanted oh, to see that for the no. longest time. Lord. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the AFC uh, championship game. The Buffalo Bills travel to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are currently favored by three. And the Bills did lose to the Chiefs earlier this season, 26-17 to in Buffalo. And, of course, the biggest news of the week is Mahomes is dealing with both a concussion and a toe issue. So, boys, um, how, what's kind of your gut feeling about this game so far? Ronald? Okay, so if Mahomes plays... I feel like the game can get out of hand, but at the same time, I know the Bills can keep up. But if he doesn't play, I also don't feel like the Bills can run away with it because Andy Reid's system is like, and the players they have, it's so good. Well, like they can be at least competitive with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But Remember, Alex end, Smith was an MVP candidate in 2017. 13. I thought it was 13. No, 2017, he was an MVP candidate. Remember, they, they opened the season, they dominated the Patriots in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was Kareem Hunt. Kareem, <laughs> yeah, Kareem Hunt. Offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> Jake? So, honestly, I think this matchup, I, both matchups have really good stories going into it. Uh, it really all depends on Patrick Mahomes, like Ronald said. Um, but I would have to say, like, Buffalo's offense didn't look as good as it has been this season in the last game. Because, mm-hmm. let's face it, against Baltimore um, last weekend, it was really the Buffalo's defense that got them the win. Um, Josh Allen only threw for one touchdown. Didn't throw any picks, but, you know, Josh Allen was playing a lot better than what this game's box score would show. Um, And I think overall, if Patrick Mahomes is there to play, I think they're still going to take it. I do want to see the Bills win. Both of them have really good reasons to be in the Super Bowl, like narrative-wise. But I think overall, if Patrick Mahomes is fully fit 100%, that's game. Jordan. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a little bit more credit too there, Jake. I mean, you know, it was Josh Allen and like his third playoff game, and Baltimore's a tough defense. They're no slouch on defense. I guess that's so, fair. Yeah. yeah, I do it, like the Bills' offense. Of course, I gotta say that. Yeah, of course. You know, they got a they got a great they got a great duo and uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, one of my least favorite players in the league. Um, I can't imagine but, why. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> probably the the worst loss of my life was yeah. because of him you know but anyway um yeah, I mean they—they're a real talent. L- listen, they last year they went from a team, you know, or from last year to this year they went from a team, you know, that everyone knew is like the team of the future and everything, and immediately, you know, they've come on the scene as a real contender, you know, as a real contender to win this thing. Um, but this all depends on Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. This all depends on you know the, the reigning Super Bowl MVP, um, you know, the guy who's the, in my opinion, the best player you know, in the world, best football player in the world. I would say he's the and face of the NFL. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And how old is he? 25? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know, he, he's he made can such be here a, for a long time. Yeah, exactly. He's made such an, uh, such a big impact in the few years he's been in the league. This all depends on him. Kansas city. I think, I think Ronald said it. Yeah. Kansas city has the pieces to do it, but you know, th- th- that quarterback position, you know, sometimes, you know, it makes all the difference. You know, if Chad mm-hmm. was playing in there and you give him a week to, you know, look over the the playbook, I don't know. He might he might surprise us. But for me, I'm still going to go Kansas City because I think Mahomes will end up playing. If he doesn't, I'll just say it's going to be a lot more interesting. Yeah, I, I do believe that Mahomes probably will play because, I mean, it's the AFC Championship game. He's going to he's going to fight to play no matter what. Uh, it doesn't matter what the doctors say. Mm-hmm. He's going to fight them on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. This game really hinges on that decision because I think if Mahomes is playing, the Bills have to do a lot right to win. Um, if Mahomes isn't playing, the Bills have to do a lot less right, and they can make some mistakes and still come out with the victory. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and for a young team, you'd expect them to make some playoff mistakes. So. If Chad Henney is that starting quarterback, I really think there's a good chance the Bills could end up pulling this out. Now, you guys remind me, did they play in the regular season? Yes. I don't, what was the— 26-17 in Buffalo. Right. Kansas City okay. Yeah, yeah, because, oh, we were we were criticizing uh, Josh Allen yeah. for, like, losing the in the big games. I yeah. remember now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what are some of the biggest matchups you can kind of see going into this game? I'll start with Jordan. With me? Yeah. Oh. I'll um, go backwards this time. Phew. You got so many. I would probably say. I mean, I I like the. I, I'm liking the Chiefs secondary more and more. I watch them mm-hmm. and seeing them against, um, you know, Josh Allen. I think you know would be good. Who who do you think? Who do you guys think would be picking up Stephon Diggs in this game? Lejarius uh, S- Sneed. Yeah, Sneed might be. I mean, he might be their best corner. I <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go for him. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But that could be a matchup that could really determine how this game goes. And um, you know. I honestly, in terms of who's going to win that battle, I think I think Josh Allen can get a few, t- maybe you know, two touchdown passes in there, and I think they can put some points on him. But um, that'll be interesting. That'll be yeah. Interesting. I think Kansas City's uh, defensive backfield is pretty good, mm-hmm. but it can be had. Yes. Um, aside from Tyron Matthew, there's nobody that really scares me. Mm-hmm. But they're good, fundamental, smart football players that will do their job correctly. Yeah, and they've got they've gotten criticized so much, but it's like I said at the beginning of the year. They're good enough. Mm-hmm. They're good enough. It's not like they're they're bottom tier. You know, they're they're very talented. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're also you know not one of the best. But no, they're good enough. And I I'd say that matchup right there would be interesting to look at, especially you know depending on who uh, who covers Stefan Diggs. Jake, I would say the matchup that I'm most excited to see is one we won't be seeing at the same time, and that's Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, because both these quarterbacks, I would argue, Josh Allen, I'd consider top five. Maybe top seven this season for sure. Top yeah, he's five. top tier for sure. Yeah, he definitely earns his. Uh, he's definitely earned his flowers this season, I believe. 
and watching two quarterbacks pretty much in the peak of their powers in a championship game against, I would say, relatively similar defensive skill sets, if you will. I wouldn't say either defense. Well, I don't know. The Chiefs have really good pieces, but I think overall there are better defenses mm-hmm. than both of them. Buffalo slightly better. Buffalo's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would say watching two quarterbacks in their prime off of a really good season, that's just going to be fun to watch for me because how they pick apart each defense, their respective defenses, is going to be really interesting to see with clear strengths and weaknesses of their opposition. Ronald? For me, it'd probably be the Bills' run offense versus the Chiefs' run defense, and that's because whether Mahomes plays or not, Chiefs are going to air it out most likely. Mm-hmm. And the Bills' run offense has not been like that good at all this year, and like I said, for the um, Bucks packers game, playoff, like in the playoffs, you have to run the ball to find some success. And I don't really, you know, I don't really trust Devin Singletary that much. And then Zach Moss, their rookie, got hurt. And, you know, their run game wasn't great this past week either. So I do think that's going to be a w- big weak spot in this game. Uh, my, my biggest matchup that I'm going to kind of watch is that front four of Buffalo um more in terms of the run game if they can kind of with four shut down Clyde Edwards Alaire in that run game and force Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball 50 times that allows them to drop seven and they have some talented guys in their secondary Jordan Poyer uh, Micah Hyde and of course Trey White um and I think you know Patrick Mahomes for as good as he is he's amazing he led the league and dropped interceptions this year he can be picked off um, and I really think the Bills are going to have some opportunities if he plays. So uh, what's our picks on this game? I'm going to go Chiefs. Uh, if Patrick plays, if he doesn't, I'll go Bills. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs just because, like, they've got Super Bowl experience, championship uh, caliber team, and the Bills, like, it, it feels like the Bills are, like, they're that team that's just happy to be there. So I'm going to go Chiefs. Jake? It's, it's tough because both – teams in this matchup have a really good narrative to make it to the Super Bowl obviously Chiefs trying to go for a repeat Bills haven't been to one in a long time I don't recall if 30 years 30 years yeah quite Maybe some like time six but yeah so honestly I'd be happy if either one of them won it all but I would say more than likely the Chiefs win it Jordan yeah I'm, I'm saying Kansas City um wins it here like I said I, I can't I can't give you like who will win if if Mahomes doesn't play. All I'm gonna say it's gonna be really interesting. Buffalo I mean Buffalo could, but for right now from what I'm seeing, if if Mahomes like de- demands to play and gets out there, yeah I'll take the Chiefs, especially in Kansas City. So we all agree the the Super Bowl will be Packers Chiefs. Mm-hmm. What a match! And that bracket yes. I was telling you about that's actually what I picked from the very beginning. I so, did. I hey. actually picked that too. So there you go. Hey, repeat of uh, Super Bowl one. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. actually that's actually great. <laughs> Fifty five years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, one final question, a little bit more of a fun question. But um, who's y'all's team for the rest of the playoff? I'm Bills. Like I'm who? Also, who am I rooting for? Yeah, who's you rooting for? Oh, Green Bay. I'm also Buffalo. Jake. Oh, that's tough. I'll go Bills just because. Let's break the mold. They're the only one of the final four that have not won a Super Bowl. So. Got to go for the underdog. Exactly. Yeah. No one's cheering for Tampa Bay, really? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. You do realize the four people in this room right now. Yeah. There's no, no way I would ever cheer for yeah, them. Yeah, Green Bay. I, I, 
I want Rodgers to win another one. I hate one. Green Bay. I hope they smoke them by 50, though. <laughs> Don't care. Yes, sir. All right, well, any final thoughts? For me, it's it's an interesting Final Four. Very interesting. Fire Jared Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fired Bo Pelini, so somebody's got to take that yeah, from me. That's a good it one. to happen. All right. Well, that's it for today. For Ronald Riggs, Jake Barty, Jordan Dove, Nathan Long, this has been the Hodges Huddle.